Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I am your host. I am Shemaine Linney. I'm a fitness and nutrition expert, certified iridologist, and biohacker. And I'm very happy to have you back with me for another PC day. I hope you're all keeping well and warm as we slowly, very, very, very slowly transition into summer here in Alberta. Um, right now, this episode is being released while I am on vacation in Europe. So I hope everyone is keeping warm while I have a little bit of kind of down recharge reset time with my family. So in this episode, we're going on from kind of what we've looked at already in understanding migraine. Um, And I will have a migraine professional on at the end of the month so keep an eye out for that that should be a great interview covering hopefully some of the areas around headache and migraine that I'll have missed Um, but in this episode we're looking at headaches so all connected of course but before I go on I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. Okay let's look at headaches. Migraine as we looked at already is a form of headache. Um, uh, what I, I actually did post maybe a week or two ago just on my personal page saying because I do these did you know posts every once in a while to just kind of drop little kind of educational knowledge bombs onto my followers um, on my personal page that maybe don't follow my business or my business stuff but anyway I basically said did you know there's more than 150 types of headaches which there is which can you imagine can you imagine experiencing all of those? Oh, most people think, oh, there's maybe four or five types of headaches, like your tension headache, your cluster headache, your migraine headache, and um, maybe dehydration headaches. But there is a lot. So let's go into this a little bit. So headaches are very common, as we know. Uh, most people will experience a headache many times during their lives. Like you listening, you've at least experienced one or two headaches. The main symptom of a headache is kind of a pain in your head or your face. Like your head, depending on the headache, it's generally a dull kind of lagging kind of feeling in in and around your brain would be the easiest way I'd put it. So there's many types of headaches, um, but tension headaches, and in my opinion, dehydration headaches, are the most common. So while most headaches aren't dangerous, certain types can be a sign of another underlying condition. So a headache is that kind of dull pain in your head or face or around your brain. It's often described um, as kind of, some people will describe it like as dull or lagging or just that kind of inflammation or throbbing. 
constant, even in some cases, a sharp pain depending on the headache, but it's more that constant. It'll last for quite a while until maybe you hydrate or you sleep or you maybe take a painkiller, maybe hopefully not take painkiller. So headaches can differ greatly in regard to pain type, obviously, and in depending on the person. Um, their severity can differ, the location and then the frequency, all, all reflective of the individual, of course. Headaches are very common. Um, they're the most common form of pain and are a major reason that's cited for missed days at work or school, believe it or not, as well as visits to healthcare providers like headaches right up there on our reasons why we take a day off life, really. Um, so most headaches, again, aren't dangerous, but some can be a sign that there is an underlying condition there that maybe needs to, look to, to be looked at. And hopefully your health practitioner will pick up on that. Hey, I feel like something else is happening here. So there's more than 150 types of headaches. They fall into two main categories, primary and secondary headaches. So primary headaches is that um, dysfunction or overactivity of um, the pain-sensitive receptors and um, features in your head. That would cause those primary headaches. So they're not a symptom of or caused by an underlying medical condition per se, but um, there, some people may have genes that make them more likely to develop primary headaches. So these types of headaches generally don't have an underlying condition, but you may have genetic expression that makes you more prone to primary headaches. And types of primary headaches would be like your tension headaches, migraine headaches, cluster headaches, um, and then there's another one called New Daily Persistent Headaches, which is NDPH, which is uh, most people I don't think will have heard of these, but they're rare that happens. Usually they're very unpredictable and there's no real known reasons why someone might experience this type of headache. It just won't stop and it doesn't get better with common treatments. For some people, the headache can last literally years non-stop and never go away. Um, there are treatment options available for this type of headache, which again is a new daily persistent headache, um, but they're not really that successful, which means we need to be looking at alternatives here. So this is a type of primary headache um, and Again, I don't think many people are aware of this. And I do speak to people that have seem to have ongoing headaches. So primary headaches, some of the primary headaches can be triggered by lifestyle factors or uh, variables like alcohol, um, certain foods containing nitrates, um, even caffeine in some people. Consuming nicotine can cause like what's called a nicotine headache, um, poor sleep, lack of sleep, inflammation, poor posture, dehydration, overexercise, which would actually, it has its own name, exertion headaches, which is overtraining or too much physical activity, um, 
then skipped meals and blood sugar issues. We can see these are called hunger headaches and hypoglycemic headaches. Um, and then you have, believe it or not, coughing, sneezing, blowing your nose, even straining while trying to have a bowel movement um, can cause headaches, primary headaches. And there is there are some instances where laughing or crying vigorously can cause primary headaches. Now, the crying aspect I get because that has happened to me in the past, crying because of dehydration and the inflammation that that causes, and then I will get a headache. Laughing, I suppose, if you were, you know, when you get into those fits of laughter and you're almost crying, maybe, maybe that could cause, maybe if you're laughing a lot and you, your facial expression was really contracting and you're having tears of laughter, maybe I could see that happening for a primary headache there. Most primary headaches aren't dangerous, but they can be a pain in the ass, basically, and interfere with your day-to-day -day life. But um, once you once you become, I feel, and I'm only speaking on my opinion here and what I understand from the research, if you can be aware of your triggers, you really can then um, reduce the amount of headaches that you can experience. Okay, so moving on to secondary headaches. Secondary headaches generally have an underlying medical condition. Um, and these headaches are considered a symptom or a sign of the condition. The types of secondary headaches that aren't necessarily dangerous and resolve once the underlying condition is treated, that would be um, sinus headaches or headaches due to medication overuse. But types of headaches that can be a sign of a potentially serious underlying condition uh, would be spinal headaches. So spinal headaches are intense headaches that occur when spinal fluid leaks out of the membrane covering your spinal cord. Usually happens after um, a spinal tap or I can't, what's the word? There's another word. Oh, the epidural, which I had two epidurals with both of my pregnancies. So, and thankfully I didn't get any of this spinal drip. Um, so most spinal headaches can be treated at home, but prolonged, untreated spinal headaches can obviously cause some life-threatening complications, um, including seizures. And then another type of potentially life-threatening headaches is called the thunderclap headaches. Now this rings a bell to me, so I must have had a conversation with someone about this recently. A thunderclap headache is an extremely painful headache that comes on suddenly like a clap of thunder. This type of headache reaches its most intense pain within one minute and lasts at least five minutes. While thunderclap headaches can sometimes be harmless, it's important to seek medical um, attention. Some... I can see some people are going to feel like their migraine may be a thunderclap headache because of this symptom, because the thunderclap headache and migraine, they can be similar in that kind of burst of pain coming on within a few minutes. So if you're unsure, 
definitely go see your doctor or health practitioner. Um, a thunderclap headache can be a sign of that there is a head injury. So hopefully you would know if you did injure your head. I paused there because I think of every time I crack my head off the corner of the presses in the kitchen and the pain is unbelievable. But I never usually get a headache after those. But uh, so painful. Then they can also be a sign that there's some brain bleeding going on. Um, they may be a sign of a condition called reversible cerebral vasoconstriction syndrome. So hopefully your doctor will pick up on that. Or they can also, thunderclap headaches can also be caused by a sudden rise in blood pressure. I would really hope that most of my followers and clients at this time are aware of increases in inflammation and even blood pressure and any sort of vertigo or dizziness that might accompany that and what might have caused that. Um, so what's the difference between a headache and migraine? So migraine is a type of headache. It's a primary headache. Uh, we've discussed migraine in the two previous episodes, migraine, understanding migraine part one and part two. So it's not that there's a difference per se, it's that a migraine is a type of headache. Um, and then migraines can be horrific. They can be horrific and usually last between a couple of hours to a couple of days. Um, most people can experience either a headache or a migraine, including children, including teenagers, adolescents. Um, my little boy, who's 10 now, he has experienced headaches and usually it's dehydration with him. And usually if I get him to kind of knock back a bottle of San Pellegrino, he's fine. Sometimes he'll get it with tiredness. Um, my teenager, who is 18 now, he will get headaches for sure from dehydration. And because we're all Irish, I think it's still that dry air from Alberta. It affects us because I will get headaches from dehydration as well. Um, so about 96% of people experience headache at least once in their lifetime. I'd be interested to meet the other 4% that supposedly never have had a headache ever. I feel like they probably would have, they just maybe are not in tune with their body, that they're not paying attention and they just didn't notice it. Um, research shows us that about 40% of people across the world have tension type headaches. I would agree with that. And about 10% have migraine headaches. I wouldn't agree with that. I reckon it's more. Um, um, then what are the causes or triggers of headaches? So headache pain results from these signals, um, malfunctioning or interacting in your brain like blood vessels and uh, tissue surrounding the nerves and even uh, the neurons not firing properly. And so what causes that? What causes these nerves to send these pain signals into your brain, which is what our headache is? So um, kind of the same as what I've discussed on the triggers for migraine. And I did a whole post on that on my Instagram and Facebook page a week or two ago. 
dehydration being a big one, lack of sleep, stress, um, lack low minerals, eating certain foods for some people, not everyone, it's going to be individual, chocolate, caffeine, those thiamines in cheese can be a problem for some people, alcohol, you've got the sulfites, you've got the formaldehyde there and the dehydration. Some people can get headaches from fermented foods um, and then there's exposure to allergens in your environment, maybe the change in seasons. I know when we get the fires in the summer in Alberta and BC, we'll get a lot of um, exposure to contaminants in the air, a lot of toxins, which a lot of people will then experience headaches there. Strong odors from household chemicals and perfumes. I mentioned in the migraine part one podcast that if I go into bath and body, oh, it makes me feel so sick. I get such a headache and I had to go in there the other day for my sister to bring her something back for my visit to Ireland and I was cursing her. I was like, Oni, you're my sister, I'm doing this, otherwise I would not be going in here. I've had cases where I've just walked past Bath and Body and it's made me feel nauseous. Um, so if you experience any of the next symptoms, which I'm going to list, that could potentially be associated with neurological issues. So if you experience any of these symptoms along with your headache, you should go seek medical care immediately. Um, so that would be weakness, dizziness, vertigo, so a loss of your balance or even falling, numbness or tingling, which is going to be connected to inflammation, Paralysis, definitely go seek some help there. Speech difficulties, which we did mention can be a symptom of migraine as well. And mental confusion. Seizures, of course, you want to call 911 or get help if you experience any sort of seizure. Um, personality changes and inappropriate behavior. I recommend you speak to someone if you've noticed these changes in yourself. There could be an issue there with a neurological disorder like bipolar or something. Uh, vision changes, blurry vision, double vision, blind spots. That could be connected to migraine, but do speak to your doctor and obviously don't drive or operate heavy machinery um, while experiencing those. Now, if you also have um, a child or an elderly, someone over the age of 55 that experiences a sudden or severe headache or a headache with a fever or shortness of breath or stiff neck or a rash, then you want to seek medical care ASAP. Also, I think most people know this, if you experience a headache straight after a head injury or an accident, you want to get in touch with um, 911 or your family doctor or some sort of medical health there. But I think most people know that. But um, So some of the ways that we can help with headaches, um, I'm going to say it, sleep is number one. Prioritize your sleep. Um, 
So sleep is going to be a huge factor in keeping inflammation down and helping your body remove toxins and be more resilient with toxins. Um, lack of sleep can also be a contributor to dehydration. So sleep is number one. And sleep, of course, is one of our best stress management and fatigue tools and can really help reduce a lot of tension and the muscles around the neck and the shoulders and come on you just feel awesome after a good night's sleep and then you've got a lot of the same stuff we do for a migraine you've got make sure you're hydrated um, if you do take anti-inflammatory supplements like vitamin d like krill oil like magnesium vitamin c even vitamin A, like if you do take these, stay on top of them um, because people can kind of get lackadaisy with their supplements and they can skip a couple of days or I forgot earlier, I forgot this, whatever. So stay on top of those. Be conscious of your food triggers. I think most people, in my opinion, should kind of follow an anti-inflammatory kind of blood sugar balancing, highly nutritious balanced food template. <laughs> that's a mouthful, but that that's what I teach. That's what I think people should follow. Um, there are obviously medications you can take. I would not, personally, I don't recommend pharmaceuticals, but I do understand they have a time and a place. And if you cannot function with a severe headache, then by all means, you take what you need to take. CBD can be helpful for some people. Um, for not just headaches, but also migraine. So CBD, a nice CBD oil. I'm not really a fan of CBD gummies, um, unless they were made with stevia or monk fruit, but most are not. Not a big fan of CBD gummies, but CBD oil. Um, you can even get CBD tinctures, somewhat the same as oil, but also CBD sprays. Um, nasal sprays, which could be helpful. Uh, then we've got our essential oils. You can try acupuncture. You can try massage. If it is tension, maybe you just need to do some stretches and have a hot Epsom salt bath, um, making sure that you're prioritizing your evening routine so that you can reduce stress and tension and uh, get a good night's sleep. For some people, applying heat or cold packs to the area where they're feeling the tension or the headache can be helpful. Um, and then for some people, just taking a walk or doing some restorative exercise or getting some fresh air or just spending time maybe in their garden in the spring or summer when it's not minus 40 and snowing, that can be um, quite helpful for them as well. So um, really my my goal with these podcast episodes is to give you the information and then hopefully have you implement some of the tactics and the tools that I give and then with a bit of trial and error you can then um, find out what works for you and maybe you'll come up with two or three tactics that are going to help you manage or prevent your headache or migraines like okay I know I'm going to get a headache or migraine if I don't sleep properly or if I don't stay on top of my water okay now you know what to do and what not to do um, if you do get a headache or migraine okay I know when I get a headache or migraine if I turn off all electronics and I have 
a hot Epsom salt bath with some candles that it really helps me feel a lot better and then I get to bed early. So I'm really hoping that you can narrow down what's going to be helpful for you from the information in these episodes. And as always, please share with anyone you feel may benefit from this information. If you haven't liked or subscribed to my podcast already, I would really appreciate it if you did. You don't have to, but if you like me, it would be um, it would be very helpful to me and my little business. When you like and subscribe, it helps the algorithm and it helps the podcast reach more people. So then more people are having access to this information that may be able to help them with their health struggles so um, by helping me you're helping other people and there I think we all know but if you don't know and the research supports this helping others helps us feel good so um, we're all helping so with that said I hope you all have a great week Uh, stay warm stay well prioritize your sleep and I will chat to you guys real soon Bye-bye.